Welcome, Pudding People, to another episode of Everybody Loves Pudding. We are your hosts, Ken Seymour and Richard Geiger. How are we, Mr. Geiger? Splendiferous. I just made that word up. Yeah, you made it up. You stole it. Stole it from me. Years ago, I had it in an envelope and it was all mine. Well, forward thinking (laughs) is what we both are. That's right. I just thought more... (laughs) forward about saying it yes presenting it that's great yep uh so we have a fantastic episode for you today where we just gush over one of our favorite actors and present to you what we think are his top five best productions we are of course talking about mr wesley snipes yes so we've talked in our podcasts in the past about a lot of things, music, movies, comics. Uh, We tend to focus on a lot of those things when we have discussions. And when we talk about movies and we talk about music, it does tend to revolve around uh, a certain time frame. 80s, 90s offers a lot of our opinions and uh, attention. And, and I think Wesley Snipes was one of those actors in that time period that we kind of grew up on him as an actor, him and the movies that he was in. So that's, I, I, there, was, there was others that and we still might discuss later, uh, but we came to the conclusion that Wesley Snipes would be a good choice to have a short discussion about. Absolutely. And I mean, he's been doing this for a while, born in 1962. This uh, gentleman, it's hard to believe that uh, he is approaching the age that he's approaching because he's still, even in the more recent uh, productions that he's been in, still looks fantastic. I mean, just just gangbusters. I, I really enjoyed his uh, his small little snippet of uh, what we do in the shadows. That was just too much fun. Uh, and he's, he's in the crew, and I, I don't know if this movie will hit your top five but he's in the uh, one of the expendables and if you look at the people that are in the expendables it's that same era it's that same age it's that same genre so whatever those folks are doing they're doing it well because they still there's they're still looking good feeling good and uh we wish he was in more movies or more things now. Yeah. Um, hopefully he'll make a return to something here. I would love soon, to see but... him have a small part in the uh, reboot they're doing to the Blade movies. That would be kind yep. of a kind of a fun little treat to be able to see, even if he can't necessarily be Blade again, since they've already got that cast and, and all sewn up. But now, obviously, we're not going... We never, in these lists, we don't talk about... Um, the the personal life of the individuals that we're talking we're talking just kind of about what they have made so we we're, we're gonna we kind of leave at the door any personal issues we don't judge on that we just kind of what are the movies what are the pieces of art that this person was involved with that had an effect on us and you can usually separate those two things out. I mean, there are some exceptions. Sometimes some, something that a person does is just so heinous or uh, is so uh, 
staining that there's just no way to separate it. Most people are never going to fall into that. And we all know that, uh, that Mr. Snipes has had some potential issues in the past, but who cares? He made awesome movies, <laughs> at least in this instance, right? Yeah, it, it's something that obviously, I, I mean, I suppose we should acknowledge and, and it's, I, you know, it, I don't want to say it is what it is. That's, that's not it, but uh, maybe that's one of the reasons that he's not making as many movies today. Possibly. But um, I, I, I think the, the movies that he, he was, it he was in, you know, uh, had a big impact on us, kind of, it, it taxed our memory, so it... <laughs> taxed, yes. It, yeah, I made it, it, it uh, had a lasting impression. That, that, that it did. No, we, it, this is this is one of those things that we, when you grow up with a certain thing, it, it just kind of, it, it just, it's part of who you are in, in, to, in, in a certain extent, and that's that's kind of what happened with us. With he was in a a variety of films where it just was, it just brought a smile every time I would see it. You know, just kind of, and, and he had some really good stuff. Now I'm curious what your top five and my top five are going to look like. I mean, he's had he's been involved with uh, uh, several different productions uh, over sixty at this point. A lot. Yes, television and movies, but uh, I have a feeling that our tastes are going to um, be slightly different on that. But why don't we start with you, Richard? What what would you put in at your number five of uh, his his best work? Okay, so what I have, and, and I, my list is pretty, as they tend to be, pretty vanilla in a certain sense, uh, and that's okay. And most of the movies that are on my list, yeah, all my all the movies that are on my list are the ones that are definitely more of the quote popular ones, and, and that's okay too. Uh, but number five, I have New Jack City. Mm, that's a good choice. That made it onto my top five too, though in the number four spot. What brings this one to your uh, to your list? Well, the the movie itself is pretty good right uh it's not it's not in in a lot of these movies that it's just him and the rest of the movies there i i feel like a lot of these movies the movies themselves are pretty good but he defines himself he's got a good character in the movie he is that character right. in a lot of these movies uh, i liked this movie because of well, it, it's from, uh, what, 91. And if you look at the cast that's in this movie that's alongside him, obviously he was kind of the the main character in this one, but he had a good supporting cast that, that's kind of elevated the whole scenario. Well, right? yeah, like, you, you I, got Chris Rock in there. You got Ice-T. You got Mario Van Peebles is in it. Uh, uh, who am I thinking of? Um Judd Nelson is in it. I mean, yeah, it's yeah. kind of crazy. Vanessa Williams. And, and I think one of the things that, you know, in, in this particular one, uh, I didn't really realize until I was looking through it here. Uh, so Mario Peebles is in this movie. And Mario Peebles is one of those actors that's just like, he is, re I really like him. I wish he was in 
more movies. I more watchable I like movies. The mov- well, the movies that he's in just don't tend to be recognizable, or he doesn't need to. He doesn't tend to be recognizable. Um, he was in a Highlander movie. Oh yeah. Uh, but the, the the thing that I didn't pay attention to in this movie, uh, well, we were making this list is he directed this movie. Oh, he did, didn't he? I completely forgot about that. So I I thought that was, that has nothing to do with the fact that we're um, talking about Wesley Snipes. I just thought that was a little interesting snippet. And if you're listening and you don't know who Mario Van Peebles is, he's cool. Yeah. He just doesn't get any cool roles. I don't know. Um, But I, I just think like the... that we like Wesley Snipes a lot of times is because when he's a character, he's good at that character. Yeah. We believe him as that character as a good actor should be. Uh, and he doesn't, he doesn't always play the same type of character. Um, we think of Denzel in a certain sense as presenting himself as quote, the same character. Uh, but he, he he's not no no uh, but, not really. but he is uh, and I think Wesley's but Wesley Snipes is a great character in this movie and yeah. I think that's why I like this movie amongst the cast and the creation all that too well I th- I think part of it for me is kind of to what you're saying is you think of Wesley Snipes as the action guy. He gets the action roles, and that's that's and that is predominantly a lot of what he did, and he did yep. it really well. But one of the things that I like is when an actor goes into a role that is maybe not in the same kind of comfort zone that stretches out, and it may actually be in a comfort zone. They just may get typecast into something, uh, yep. but you know, so you know, like seeing Will Ferrell in Stranger Than Fiction. He generally does goofy comedies. That is not a goofy comedy, and he's great in it. It's my favorite film that he does. And this is similar to that in that sense. This is a very, or at least it's presented for the most part as a serious film. Um, yeah. Now, it's a product of its time. It's very stylized. It's it's You can't, looking at it with 2020 goggles on, uh, you, you can't really take it seriously. <laughs> It's it's really no, no, and you know, eighties movies, nineties movies are I, I are about cheesiness, over the top, and practical, right? Where I think now you think of everything as digital, right? Right, right yeah. So it was it definitely is right in that era. Yeah. So that it, it it's a it's a perfect compliment to that era i guess you and it is and and for his performance i think the reason that it worked is you needed somebody that could take it right up to the line of ridiculous but not step over it and that's exactly what he did i mean it was it was just like come on it's almost cartoonish not quite it's like is it's not mustache twirling villain but it's like man this is like several stereotypes kind of all rolled into one but not And it's just, it's like, a, but the way it's presented, it's so slick and it's just, it's done really well. And everybody on the cast and, and everything just gelled on it. And it turned out, you know, just a really fun movie for the time. It, it was great. I always enjoyed that one. 
So that's your number five, huh? All right. What do you got for number five? Well, I went with uh, I went with a 1998 film, U.S. Marshals. Mm, I like that one too. Yeah. He has, he has others that were going to be on my uh, uh, runners up honorable mentions, and that was one of them. I like that movie. Yeah, I. It again, kind of going back to the thing that he gets into a lot of action roles, and a lot again, a lot of the action roles he gets, he's the lead. So I mean, he's not just the lead, but he's the heroic lead. I fight against all odds, but I'm leading the battle rather than the battle chasing after me. Which again was a kind of a nice change of pace with this film, having him be chased after by Tommy Lee Jones, which at the time still, I mean. I love Tommy Lee Jones. He was already starting to look kind of old <laughs> in that film, just a little bit. So it was it was one of those things where it was just kind of a, a, a fun juxtaposition to to see him in in the underdog. There it is, the underdog role. That's what I was trying to get out. So he was he was he was being chased the entire time, and it's got such a great cast. Yeah. You got Tommy Lee Jones. You've got Robert Downey Jr. is in it. Joe. Pantoliano, I mean Tom Woods in it. It's just just kind of a really another really good cast, and it's not an overly complex story by any stretch of the imaginations, but it's just it's just fun. Now the one thing, so this this is the sequel, right? Yes. To the Harrison Ford movie that I can't think of the name of right uh, now. The, yeah, the the one where he points and shouts. The fugitive, yes. <laughs> we, it wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. Um, so this, the, the reason that it's Tommy Lee Jones, of course, is because Tommy Lee Jones was the U.S. Marshal in the first one. Right. And the, the fugitive was like just a sneaky, popular movie mm -hmm. so what do you do if you're a studio when you make a sneaky popular movie that makes lots of money you make a sequel to it and that's what we got here yeah. uh, so richard what is your number four pick okay uh our well my number four pick is something that we actually discussed in a previous podcast that can happen uh, we had discussed our top sports movies with one Jared Thompson from the Comedy Attic. A little yes. shout out there for us. Yes, indeed. Uh, Major League is my number four. That's funny. That's my number three. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> We're making uh, making some similar choices. I, I thought we might be a little farther apart than this, but apparently not. Maybe. So you said that he was born in like 62 62 yeah this movie came out in 89 right so he's not quite 30 in in this one and he looks like he's 20 in this movie oh yeah uh but the movie itself is great once again i'll go back to it the 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 cast is great the story is fun it's baseball, which at the time, everybody loved baseball back right, then. Right. Um, and the character, you know, the Willie Mays Hayes character, that's who you, like, you identified him as that 
character at that time. I was going to say, at least until the second one came out. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. But in terms of, and I don't, we, we might have had a discussion before, like some people have this just, you hit this hot streak when you're an artist and you have these three albums that are just amazing and then everything kind of fades away. Or you do that you're an actor, actress, and you just go on this tear. Michael Bean, for example, oh, had yeah. that where he just everything you touch was couldn't miss everything. And Wesley Snipes hadn't quite hadn't quite hit that mark yet. It, it was more the New Jack City where he kind of was just hitting his stride, and this was just a few years before New Jack City, but. I think. Am I wrong in thinking this is one of his first? Oh yeah, this is eighty. Of... This is eighty nine. So I mean, it's 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 pretty early in his in his grouping of stuff. I mean, before this, he didn't do much. He had like a spot on All My Children and some small bits and some other stuff. Major League was his first big movie. Yep. So this is this showed this showed the world. You know, introduced us to to Wesley Snipes and. Um, he, there were main characters in this movie and he wasn't, he was a main character, but not the focus of the main character, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, because he's still one of the more memorable characters in this movie. So that's why, that's why I like this movie. Yeah. He kind of stole the show several times. I mean, it's, it's hard when you've got, you know, Charlie Sheen and Corbin Burnson in it and Rene Russo and Tom Berenger. I mean, just yeah that's just a killer cast yeah that that's uh all, all the uh all state insurance okay. but again and this is something that kind of occurred to me we he again is that kind of action guy or at least comes to be that he hasn't really been established in this so we get major league he's got this this uh fairly strong i mean it's drama-ish it's a sports movie with comedic yeah. elements and yep. you know he does like king of new york in 1990 which is uh again uh kind of like kind of like a, a more serious new jack serious serious i think it really switches up right about in the early 90s early 90s is when he becomes the action guy but this 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 little slew of movies before them from 89 to the early 90s. I mean, that's when you get like Jungle Fever and, and things like that, that that pop up. So just uh, a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit of uh, a, a different presentation. But uh, that's the other thing that really kind of hit me about it. The reason I think his character really resonates on it, I mean, Tom Berenger's character in the film, he's kind of jaded. He's kind of... Um, kind of not serious exactly but he's kind of grouchy um you, charlie sheen is kind of a screw up and but through all of this um wesley snipes as willie mays hayes he's having fun yeah and it just kind of that that comes through and that that's what hit me more than anything it's like he really looks like he's having fun doing this and it's like man that i I can I can get behind that. It just gives it kind of a different level, different taste for me. When they're they're posing for the the picture and he slides in there, you know, it's like 
the, the brash flamboyant yeah he's out there to have a good time exactly so, and, and and this may sound silly too but i kind of always think wesley snipes also as just like um like we say action star uh, but we think of, i think of him as just like cut you know what i'm saying yeah and he's a little scrawnier in this movie too right so he bit. hasn't be, come into his full adult self so he's he because he he's the speedster in this movie right, right? so right. so he's he's not what you envision he, he's a different look also of wesley snipes than what you i think classically think as what of wesley snipes later on yeah definitely so so we'll kind of skip my number uh, my number four, because we kind of already talked about it being New Jack City. But before we get into the number three spot for Richard, just a reminder for all you fantastic pudding folks out there that we are available on social media. We are at Real Pudding Guys on Twitter. We are at Pudding Guys on both Facebook and Instagram. And of course, we are at Pudding Guys where? Patreon, where for only a dollar a month, you can support us as we bring new people to talk to, new equipment to speak into, and sound so fantastic. And just generally support us as we bring you new stuff. It also funds little projects we do, like the Ultimate Comic Movie Database that we have available on our site, where you can look up every movie that has ever been based on a comic book or a comic strip and get information you can't get anywhere else. Or the Pop Culture Death Count, where we have lists of television shows, technically two at the moment, but a bunch of movies and the actual kill counts that exist within those productions. Just kind of little information you can't find anywhere else. Well, for the actual moment. real kill counts, not pseudo kill counts. Exactly. We only count things that, you know, we're actually alive. If a robot gets killed, it's not killed. It's destroyed. Does not count. If it was never alive, it's not killed. It's destroyed. You know, you know little, little, little distinctions, but it's important. Uh, you know, uh, for those of us that uh, pay attention to such things. What about vision? Vision would he count. He has consciousness. He sentient. Yes, uh, he would count. Ultron would count, but uh, the destroyer armor in Thor? Uh, uh, no, that does not no. count. The other Ultrons do not. The count. little robots. Do not count. So, yeah, just 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 a fun little thing there. So, back on to it. Number three. And I think these, maybe, these next couple will, will be ones where we diverge a bit because I'm pretty sure our number one's obvious. Saying, but <laughs> I could be wrong. Um, so, I have, where we're hitting, the, we're hitting our stride here with our popularity. In the movies, I have Rising Sun. Oh, very nice. A good choice. That was going to be a, a honorable mention for me. What What about that hit you? Well, th this goes back to what you were saying before in a certain sense. We think of Wesley Snipes as the action star, and this movie has minor elements of action. But this is like a thriller. Oh, yeah. This is a, there's twists and turns. And it's got Sean Connery in it. Yeah. And I'm a big Bond guy. He so just turned 90 I love today. me some Sean Connery. Uh, but the rest of the cast is awesome. It's a crazy like, cast. 
there, there's so many good people in this one. And to bring together all these people, and Wesley Snipes is the main character in this movie. He, he's the, he gets top billing with Sean Connery in this movie. Oh, yeah. Which goes to show you how his popularity just exploded right at this time frame. Yeah. And to watch this movie um, now, whenever it, this is one of the movies where when it's on TV and it shows up randomly on like TNT, TBS, you know, and, and all these cable channels and stuff, I like to stop and watch this movie when I can, if I see it, just because it's to me, it was always just, it was always a good movie. Oh yeah. Like you you know what I'm saying like there are some that are like hey this is a real good action movie or hey, that that was funny like this was just a good movie. Is it the best intrigue like like behind the scenes movie? No. Is it poorly acted? No. Like is it the, no. you're going to win Oscars for this? No. It's just got everything that makes it a good sit down and watch a movie for like a just meat and potatoes. I hate the term popcorn movie, but right. you know, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good fit for that. Well, I mean, it's got the late, great Sam Lloyd in it. The late, great Mako is in it. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Steve Buscemi, Tia Carrera. Uh, you've got uh, Harvey Keitel. Harvey Keitel. I mean, just yeah. Ray Wise, who is like in every good everything kind of mob-related or not movie, <laughs> especially around this time frame. Man. Uh, the, the the movie is so much fun to watch. It is definitely a good choice. Now, obviously, I've already done my number three because <laughs> it was your number four. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So I'm ruining I'm ruining your list. Here, that, so how about this? I'm okay. Uh, why you you want to do your number two, or do All you right. want me to go? Yeah. To let, my let's two? go into my. Uh, I'll go to my number two. Uh, it's another film where it is an atypical. Um, thought of what you think of for Wesley Snipes. It's uh, uh, and it kind of in a way goes back to our previous conversation. I, it didn't make it onto my list in that previous conversation, but it's it's kind of a fun film anyway. And we're going to go with uh, White Men Can't Jump. Mm, yes, um, great movie. Not definitely not one of my favorite sports movies. No. But you're right, fun, and this this was another one of my honorable mentions. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to get Wesley Snipes, who had already shown that he can do comedy, um, with Woody Harrelson, who is just comedy—I don't want to say comedy gold because on his on his own, for me at least, uh, if if he is the the key, it's often not quite enough. But if you pair him with somebody decent. Boom, yep. done. I mean, it's. I mean, uh, the the great example is, uh, uh, you know, when he was on Cheers and acting off of George Wenton and uh, Danson and everybody else. He was he was always on in that that kind of character role. And uh, when he was in uh, the more recent Zombieland films, I mean, he was just gold <laughs> with that cast. I've seen him a couple things that he's done. You know where he's stuck in where it doesn't quite make sense, and at least to me, it's like, well, it, it doesn't hit me in the same way. But uh, these two together, man, they they gelled, and the script is just 
it's light and it's kind of silly and it's fun. Um, and you got Rosie Perez, who some people love Rosie, some people the the voice kind of gets to them. But I, I love Rosie Perez's voice. I can't help it. Um, she's just just too good. I mean, Kadeem Hardison. Hardison. I mean, he is uh, kind of a. In a way, not exactly a guilty pleasure, but he, I, I watched him back from a different world. So seeing him in this was just kind of a fun thing. And, you know, the, oh, the, yeah. Dwayne the, Wayne. Dwayne Wayne with the flip up sunglasses. I had a pair oh, of yeah. flip up sunglasses because of that. Because of Dwayne Wayne. Yep. Uh huh. And uh, it was just, uh, it was, it was fan. I mean, this whole, this whole cast was just really, really solid. And, uh, and again, it's, there's not a lot of depth to it, but talking about a film that you can just kind of pop on the TV if it's there, if if it's if it's on, I'll just stop and watch it just because it's it's uh, comforting in some way. It's pretty uh, generational in a sense. I mean it 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 definitely I think fits the era, uh, early '90s. It, oh, yeah. it fits the makeup of the country early 90s it fits how movies were consumed and what people watched in the early 90s and really there's you have actors you have the places where they're at and that's really about it in this movie right oh yeah i mean there's there, there's not a lot of props there's not a lot of they have a basketball things. yeah it's just it's just people putting on an acting show and having fun. Yeah, so. too much. It's, it's great stuff. What about you? What is your number two? Okay, so um, I have this one here because this is this is the prototypical movie that you think of yeah, for Wesley Snipes and uh, the era. <laughs> I have Passenger 57. <laughs> Why am I not surprised on this one? <laughs> yeah, this is this, just him showcasing his athleticism and, you know, the cheesy action sequences. Super cheesy. And the over-the-top bad guys. And one of the absolute best one-liners that you can find in a movie it comes from this one so that that in itself just elevates way up the list big so big it, muscle it guys in, with perms it, it was in every commercial <laughs> and okay please if you're listening to this and you barely know who wesley snipes is you have to have seen the the him with his one-liner where he you, see, you ever play roulette always bet on black but you have to watch him deliver it because it's it's classic i, I don't know what to say so like that one-liner gets me but the rest of the movie it's like um one of one of our uh favorite actors john claude van damme yeah i'm over exaggerating here um he he was in a movie uh sudden death yeah yeah that movie is over the top and it's got the over the top bad guy and explosions and cheesiness all set around the hockey rink 
with Powers Booth, who is amazing. Yeah, he's awesome. But this is the, this is the same type of movie. It's just set around an airport and a plane. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, it's if you want a, a good, solid '80s. I mean, sorry, '90s, '80s, '90s era action movie. I think this is one of the tops from the era. Uh, we've given our list, which doesn't this didn't make our list, but it's a really good movie. That that's why I like it. Well, and the, and the thing about this, I mean, it's it's if it weren't cast correctly and if it weren't acted correctly, it would be impossible to take seriously in any way, shape, or form because this this yes, script is very m- much so. I don't want to say the script is bad because that's not fair. That's not that's not true. It's just. It's a groaner. I mean, it's it's really, really kind of by the numbers. You you can't you can't believe that it's it's really. Are you really going to go down? Okay, I guess we're all going to go down this route. It, but the way that he's able to kind of still take it, it doesn't matter. And it's like okay, I'll, if this guy's doing it, I'll watch this guy do it. And, it, and it's not like they just drag it on. It's no. like an hour and 20 minutes long. It's it's very short, consumable yeah. movie. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's And it's got it some decent the, people in it. I mean, Elizabeth Hurley's in it. Bruce Greenwood, who I love in pretty mm-hmm. much everything. Tom Sizemore's good. I mean, just, yeah. Bruce, the Bruce, the, the Bruce Payne, I'm looking here. He, he was the uh, the bad guy. He's right. been the bad guy in um, everything, other things too. Yeah, <laughs> so very recognizable bad guy from the era. Yeah, he was actually the bad guy in in a film that uh, I wanted to really like, and in some respects, I I still did. But it was an example of some of the worst editing of all time. He was actually the the main villain in Highlander Endgame, and that's true. So, I mean, I, I may have told the story on the show before or not if you've never seen this. So, so the original Highlander film comes out and it's really, you know, becomes very popular. It's great. And it gets a TV show mm-hmm. that they produce in Canada. And it's really popular. and gets many seasons. And then they make a mm-hmm. second movie. And the second movie is not good. It is really bad. Um and then they make a, a third film, which was kind of okay, and but it was still didn't quite a, didn't quite mesh with what. Well, but there's only supposed to be one, and the TV show's still happening. So they they end up tying it up with this this final movie where the the McClouds uh, of the Clan McCloud kind of face off against this really bad bad guy that he's going to be. And there's this one point where there's this huge fight scene that is just. Um, you know, a really nice uh, sword play, but they they miss that this one sequence they put in twice. <laughs> so you see it, and then like thirty, not the not even thirty seconds later, you see it again. It's like, wait a second, what's happening here? You're, you know what? You're you're absolutely right. I yes, I couldn't I, I couldn't tell you what it is, but my brain parts are like. I remember exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> I can tell you exactly where in the plot it is because it was so obvious. 
it, it stuck with me to the very end. It's also an interesting instance where they did the original movie and then changed the ending for the movie release on DVD. So I saw it in theaters, and it's like, oh, that's an interesting ending. And then I bought it, and the ending for what I purchased was not what I saw in the theaters. It was really kind of cool. I know that's kind of going off on a tangent, but... <laughs> yeah. It's okay. We need to do that anyway, from yeah. time to time. From time to time. Yeah, Passenger 57 is a fun movie. Now, I'm going to assume... Okay. I'm going to assume, like you said, that we both have the exact same movie as number one. And that's yes. got to be Blade Trinity. Uh, Demolition Man. <laughs> oh, you go so, ahead. So, uh, yes, Blade Blade Trinity, uh, a better movie than Blade 2, which, of course, is Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's uh, worst movie that he's ever made. Not um, not true at all. You are completely off base. But the first and Blade. we've... But the first Blade is truly the movie that kicked off the era of the comic movie. Oh, yeah. Did it well. That it did. Did it with a character that maybe it's just me. I'm no comic book expert. You know a lot more than I do. But a comic book character that had recognition... But was not widely popular. No, right? no. Like, he, not he, like its counterparts. No, no, not at all. Mm-hmm. And they basically made a movie that really, when you, to me, you think of Wesley Snipes as an action star, but you think of Wesley Snipes as Blade. Yeah, definitely. Right? Like, I, it's hard to picture, it's, it's hard to picture someone else playing that character so it stinks for Mahershala Ali to play the character because he's got such big shoes to fill when going into that character well because it was done so well the first time around I I see what you're saying about that it's a from from that aspect of it it's great because the whole cinematic universe is completely different. So you can do whatever interpretation you want of that character and make it your character. But because it was done so well before people are always going to hold that little bit as a standard to how the character can be portrayed on screen. If that makes sense. I, I see what you're saying, but I think that's only going to be true for people of a certain age and people that have actually seen it because i mean for us absolutely i would say you are 100 percent correct and i think that's maybe part of why the television series that they made didn't do so well um Um, probably not the only reason and almost certainly not the only reason but um the this is it's been 20 years man so I think there's going to be a fresh crop of mm-hmm. people that have no idea, have never watched the original Blade films, and it's going to be fresh for them, which is both good and bad for me. But if they were going to choose anybody to do it, I think they made a really good choice on on casting on the new film. I just, I'd like I said, I'd love to have seen Wesley do a little, little small bit in the new film. That'd be great. 
but in this in this original film he was i mean he was like invested it was it was all cool all the time oh yeah and the presentation of the character and its surrounding components right meaning you got an idea on the setup of the character you the the deacon frost bad guy was, was a great bad guy was a great bad guy uh the whistler character of course it's chris christopherson yeah once again gonna be hard to find another person yeah well chris christopherson's chris christopherson i mean yeah. it's hard to find anybody that's going to replicate him no matter what but the the movie itself and when, when i watched it i knew it was a comic book movie but i didn't associate it with comic book movies like i do now of course right yeah and the fact that the few other comic book movies before it were okay i mean i i'm i'm from the era of the Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and the Michael Keaton Batman. So like there were some good character and comic book movies, but what, but what else was there? So I just viewed the movie as it was a based on a comic book, but like it was a good action movie. Oh yeah. It was a good character movie. So like, that's, that's how I always viewed it. The choreography and now is that stunning. We, yeah. Now that we talk so much about comic book movies, and you look back on it, and it really laid the foundation for all the comic book movies that have come after it. And that's, I think, one of the things that when we were, gosh, that was 98, uh, wasn't even, I couldn't even uh, buy a beer at that time. So it was just more about what. I thought about movies at the time from a generic perspective and I still to this day love that movie. Well, definitely, definitely. I agree with that on, on all points. I think there's something else about this character. I think one of the reasons that it was successful in a way that some of the other films were not is it's all about power level and relatability. Now, to be fair, uh, I mean, it's, it's a vampire film and, and, a little different. I mean, it's a more action-based vampire film, which was not as common. It wasn't trying to go as much into the realm of horror because, again, based on a comic book. But the the characters you see, like Superman, who it's hard to relate to a guy that can pick up a mountain. It's, you know, it, you can't see, it's, it's harder to see yourself in these other people, the way at least the way they were presented at the time. With Blade, well, what was Blade? Well, he's just, He's just awesome fighter and slightly stronger than normal, and he's got fangs. I could have fangs. Yeah, sure. It it's closer. It's it's a little easier to reach, and it just feels. I hate to say grounded because it's not grounded, but <laughs> it's closer to being grounded. Uh, and he did have an awesome sword too. Oh, that sword was beautiful. Um, yeah, I just uh, it it was just so much fun, and that. You, you got uh, Stephen Dorff, uh, who is just a fantastic actor. And there are some stories that I, I won't recount here about him that I find greatly amusing that, that just show the level of his uh, capabilities. Uh, Udo Kier, uh, who is 
like the bad guy in a lot of films and a lot of movies, a lot yep. of movies. And he was, you know, fantastic in this Donald Logue, who I love to death. You got a little bit, a uh, little, little hint of Tracy Lords in there. Uh, for those that know who Tracy Lords is, that was kind of funny to see, uh, who actually, now that I mention it, Tracy Lords also on the Highlander show. <laughs> <It's>, yep. <laughs> you, um, Sana Lathan yeah. was in this one. Yeah. And she showed up quite a bit later on in she was in the what, Aliens versus Predator movie. Yeah. Uh, she yeah. was in a, a Bond. Was she in a Bond movie? That, that right? sounds right. That sounds right. But there there were some real good um once again real good components to this one too. So I I, I don't know. It's just an easy movie to like. Oh, yeah. Um, if you think about... If you think about... If you're a ratings person, oh, this got four stars or, or whatever, th- this is one of uh, Wesley Snipes' higher-rated movies. Sure, yeah. Um, so it, it, I, I kind of think, of all the movies that we've talked about, if you don't know who Wesley Snipes is and you want to watch a movie to figure out who he is, this is the obvious one to oh, watch. Yeah. To Easily. Me. Easily. I mean, uh, if you're looking at the uh, the rating like on IMDb, it gets like a 7.1 out of 10 with 239,000 people kind of giving their own little review of that off the user ratings. Most people... Give it a solid seven. It looks like the vast majority go in there, but uh, yeah. yeah, it's. I, I think it's a little bit better than that. Part of it may be just that it was still early in the um, in the CGI side of things. Yep, so, and that that definitely has some uh, weak spots. And that was they had in terms some, of how some of the blood things were presented. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, the I'm trying to think like the coagulated coagulated scenes. Right? Well, they had to change the ending because they were originally going to have a um, a tornado of blood basically be what the blood god was, and uh, I, I think they they saw what was going to be CGI related to it and just wasn't going to work. Yeah, not in, not in that time frame. No, we're not quite ready yet. But of course, we'd love to know what you think. What's uh, what's your favorite Wesley Snipes films? I mean, there's still some great ones in there. You got that Expendables you're talking about. Expendables Three is uh, the one that he was in. I mean, uh, we made a a brief uh, mention of a uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger film that he was, or did I say Arnold Schwarzenegger? It's, uh, sorry, Sylvester Stallone film that he was in. Mm-hmm. Uh, with uh, Demolition Man. I mean, that was really popular. Boiling Point did pretty well. Drop Zone did pretty well. I mean, yep. I was not a big fan of Tu Wong Fu, but, uh, you know, a lot <laughs> of people liked that one. Waiting to Exhale had a really, really great response. Now, to be fair, he was uncredited in that film. <laughs> so not really maybe one that think that people would think of for that, but Murder at 1600 he did really great in. So, I mean, just all Really good of, in that one. Yeah. Just uh, and and I think I, I think the one defi- d- divisive one would be um, Demolition Man because I feel like a lot of people hold that in high regard from that era, 
And I don't dislike the movie. Mm -hmm. I just think there are way better movies than that one. But I, I'd say that's fair. There are definitely better movies. It was it was um, it was fun. Just kind of it didn't it didn't sit well with me. I mean, you know, we talked about where he can get right up to the line and not go over. Yeah, he didn't he didn't stop for any line in that <laughs> film. It's just all over the top cheesy. And it's like yeah, eh, it's a little cringeworthy in a lot of places. Yep, not, not, not awful. No, but no, but uh, yeah, maybe Wesley Snipes top ten. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But uh, like I said, we'd always love to know what you think. Let us know in uh, any of the social media platforms. But we'll be returning again next week with another fantastic episode once we think of something to talk about. No, just kidding. We've got some great <laughs> stuff coming up, and we're, we're in the process of lining some things to go. And we're ever so close to uh, finally getting our new fate system up and running that's what we're going to be calling it uh, the fate system you'll get to know all about that here shortly i can't wait we're going to do a whole episode on that and uh, uh that's going to be right about the time it's ready to release and i i'm really looking forward to that one i cannot wait to share it with everybody but until next time keep watching movies keep enjoying the pop culture as it is presented to you and we will see you again okay.